Hey, everyone. It is podcast day. Um, happy Friday. We have a special guest with us today. So um, just in case you're joining us for the first time, welcome to the Citizens Advisory Podcast presented by the Citizens Advisory of Pennsylvania. I'm Jess Stalnecker, Executive Director, and today I am joined by Richard Mattis. Um, he is someone who came to know our organization. We've sort of been working together and um, we're excited to share his story with you. Um, Rich grew up in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, one of five kids, went to Pensbury School District, um, and basically you've stayed in the same area your whole life. Um, you're married with one daughter, a business owner. Your wife's a teacher. Does she teach a Pensbury or a, dis a different area mm, she's in bristol township which is like you know it's five minutes from here so. okay okay um but uh, like a lot of us do you chose your specific neighborhood for the school district um yeah we did the same here so you chose to move to that area for the school district and like many of us um everything was going swimmingly until the pandemic hit in 2020. And that is sort of where, um, you know, you were activated. So that's kind of where I want to focus, Rich, if you can tell us, um, we like to use the expression um, that parents get activated a lot of times when something unfortunately directly happens to their children. And so I would love for you to share with us like your moment of activation. Okay. Well, um, this, this all started, uh march of 2020 mm -hmm. as everyone knows <laughs> my daughter was in fifth grade at the time it was her last year of elementary school and um you know the pandemic began and they just shut the school down mm -hmm. they said it was only going to be for two weeks yep so you know we were fine two weeks okay and two weeks came they said another two weeks mm -hmm. then i about a week, one more week went by, and I said, I don't, I don't know about this. Yeah. Then they said the school was closed for the rest of the year, and my my daughter missed her. Um, that was her last year of elementary, so they they have like a thing that they call a clap out. Uh huh. I don't know that up there, but um, all the kids that are leaving elementary and going into middle school, they have a big thing for them the last day, and it's like it's sort of like a little graduation thing, but yeah. they missed all of them. Yeah. So she missed all that. And my daughter's very shy as it is, so she was, you know, everybody, everybody was staying away from each other. There was no friends involved, nothing like that around for the whole summer. Mm -hmm. And then starting middle school the next year, going to a new school, and they just refused to open. Yeah. They were just closed the whole, the whole, the whole year. I remember that news, Rich, like I, I, I'm reliving it as you're telling it because that's exactly what happened here. Um, and I remember we were on vacation, we did go to the beach and I remember hearing that our schools were going to open virtual only. And I, yeah. I just remember that feeling of like, I was so upset. I was so angry. I was just, yeah. there were just so many things. So I'm, yes, I'm right with you. And exactly so how long, how yeah. How long were you virtual then? Oh, over a year, over a year, a uh, year and a half. They didn't, they were, they just refused to open the schools. And we had, we had, I think it was um, October or of 2020. We had a, we had a big rally in front of the administration building at the schools 
it did nothing. They yeah. they were not planning on opening at all. And they just kept doing this virtual thing. Then as my daughter's having her, her virtual classes. I can see they're asking her her pronouns. Oh. I've never never heard of that stuff before in mm -hmm. Pensbury, ever. No. I graduated from Pensbury, and it was never nothing like this. It's completely different. They had uh, pride flags fly in, the, in the classrooms. And now these are all things that you're seeing because she's on the computer mm -hmm. and you're seeing it. Yeah. She actually had teachers wearing Black Lives Matter shirts in school. Oh. And, you know, when I was in school, there's no politics in school. Teachers couldn't discuss politics, you know. Right, right. But um, if it was much uh, pressure. We're trying to get them to open the school. And that's when I called, um, after the rally, I called, uh, I got in touch with Chad Snee, our mm -hmm. attorney. Mm-hmm. And um, they were saying that if when they do open, they're going to uh, be enforcing masks. Right. So we all, I I hated the mask so much. Within within two days, like I was not wearing a mask anywhere, and then my daughter was wearing a mask everywhere. So when we um, when when was this? It's all right. It's all. Oh, let's see. Around um, yeah, twenty. Yeah, we, we, did, we didn't even, we weren't able to, the school still had not opened in May of, or March of 2021. Mm -hmm. Still had not opened yet. Yep. And we we filed the lawsuit about the masks, the first lawsuit with the Secretary of Health. Okay. That, the was, when, that was when everyone was required to wear masks, right? And like the indoor yeah. settings. And so that's where you, you went there first with your lawsuit to the yeah, Department the, of Health. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the ones that first started the masks. To try Correct. to enforce the mask. Correct. So we filed that in 2021 of March of 2021, I think it was. Right. And within two weeks after that was filed, suddenly Pensbury opened. Uh huh. They opened their school. Mm -hmm. Still enforcing masks though. So you know, I wonder if it has to do with that suit that you filed because that was right around the time that our school opened also, and they didn't really oh. have. I mean, it was kind of sudden. It was like we're going to open after Easter. Like it was mm -hmm. just, yeah. So yeah, that's that was it. Yep. As soon as we filed that, Pensbury opened and other schools started opening. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, that went on. She, they finished the school year in person, but in masks. Right. And every time a, a kid was sick, they, they, they made them take a test. Oh. Then they sent them home. They kept sending them home. My daughter was uh, supposedly exposed to somebody like, never tested positive, sent home twice. It was just, it was just ridiculous. And she was not doing well with the mask at all. Cause she couldn't, she's, you know, it's, she's shy. She's can't see anybody's face. She's in a new school. We've never been to the school yet. So, um, anyway, the, the lawsuit that, that drag, that drug out all the way until November until they actually issued a ruling. So we started the next school year again with masks. Yep. And finally, they ruled that it was illegal and right. void. They voided it, and that was it. It was over. And the funny thing is, is that schools still continued to do it because our school, we thought as soon as the ruling came down, I remember that ruling, and um, that was huge. And so to be able to kind of bring it full circle, talking to you directly is, is very interesting. Um, but our school continued. They yeah. 
they enforced masking um, up until Christmas break for the upper level kids. And then for the elementary kids, they weren't allowed to take their masks off until the end of January of 2022. <laughs> yeah, well, see, Pensbury kept the masks on too. Okay. What happened was, what happened was when the court ruled that it was void. That's mm -hmm. what they said. It's void. They don't have right. the power to do it, so it's void. Right. Within one hour, within an hour of that, the Secretary of, of Education sent all, every school in the state an email yep. saying that they have the authority to do it on their own. Mm -hmm. Most of the schools didn't do that, but some of them, like Pensbury, did. They, mm -hmm. they decided they were going to do it. Since they, this guy says we can do it, we're going to do it. We're going to do it, yep. So with... That was in December. Yeah. Because we, we they appealed to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court also ruled that it was void. It was illegal. Illegal from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then we uh, filed this new lawsuit against the Department of Education, specifically the Secretary of Education, on December 31st of 2021. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. 2021 it was. This has been going on now for over a year. This law, same lawsuit. Yeah. So and, um, the, the current one now is against the Secretary of Education. Yes. And, and he actually he actually resigns about three weeks after we filed. Okay. Okay. So that's, that's what they do. The Secretary of Health also resigned too. Right. After we filed. Yeah. They, they, don't, they don't want to deal with it. Um, so tell us yeah. what happened, because a judge did rule. Um, didn't the mask mandate sort of ended, right? And then. Yeah. What happened was we filed this mm -hmm. and the mask that they most all the schools stopped enforcing masks. Right. They said, it, well, now it's voluntary. Right. So that was I guess they said it was voluntary. Just, you know, just the. Uh, it was probably February or March of 2022. Right. Yeah. Yep. So, and we had filed that lawsuit. We had filed this lawsuit in January or, you know, right before the new year that, that uh, yeah. 2022. Yep. So, um, by the time it got into where they heard the argument, the court wasn't until June uh -huh. or July. Uh huh. So, the same exact judge that ruled before that it was void, this time ruled that the case is moot because no one's enforcing masks any longer. Right. But the whole point of the lawsuit was that they don't have the power to ever enforce masks. Right. So we need the, somebody to rule that they don't have the power to do this. That's and, why we appeal this time. And that's so important for everyone to understand is that you could have just said, okay, well, whatever, like we got the masks off. You could have just dropped it, right? Instead, we understand and you understand how extremely important this case is because we're challenging a bureaucracy that has the ability to force things that they should never be able to enforce. And so oh. if we don't get a ruling on this case, then we don't have the precedent. We can't guarantee that this is never going to happen again. And so I just mm -hmm. want people who are listening to understand that, like, you know, thank you, because this is so important to understand, like, we need a ruling on this. We need the precedent set because 
if they've pushed it this far, I mean, don't think that they wouldn't do it again or, or worse. So, um, I think that that's really, you know, when, when agencies act outside their statutory authority, we are the only ones really who legally us citizens can put them in place. And it has to be kind of via a lawsuit. That's the way it works. So mm -hmm. I think it's so important to understand that. So, okay. For everybody listening, the judge rules that it's, that it's a moot point. You can easily just say, okay, well then it's over, but instead you're appealing. Um, yeah. And that's where we stand right now. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Basically right now, every school district in the state is operating like they have the authority to put a mask on anyone, mm -hmm. even if there's a flu, if there's a lot of a flu outbreak, they say they believe that they can put, well, according to this court that said it was moot, they can say, oh, there's too many flu cases. We must wear masks now. Right. That's how that's how they're operating right now. And if we don't get a ruling on this, because, I mean, you they have no authority to do this. Right. We need the court to tell them this. That's exactly. why we're that's why we are. Uh, we appealed this like the the uh, one of the Pensbury's lawyer at one point said they have the, the authority just in the school dress code to do this. That's how ridiculous they are. <laughs> yeah. Try it. Mm -hmm. So, again, I think that that's really just important for parents to understand. Um, unfortunately, the system is such that we have to go through such channels that are often costly, right? Uh, like lawsuits uh, to be able to, you know, put, you know, elected officials back in their place. Um, and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's unfortunately the system that we live in. Um, but at one point you reached out to us at Citizens Advisory. You reached out to Ben Herring, our vice president, and um, we were able to help raise some funds to continue with the lawsuit. And so now we're all, I mean, all of us should be invested, but we're certainly invested in what the outcome of this case will be. And we're hoping, of course, that the court rules, um, you know, that this was, again, illegal from the beginning and that it should never be allowed. They do not have the authority to put masks on our children ever. Um, mm -hmm. And so uh, we just, you know, it's so... I'm so glad there's people out there like you, Rich, because not everyone is what, you know, that people might not like it, but a lot of people, a lot of parents will just think, I mean, there's really nothing I can do, right? If I'm sending my kid to the school, I've got to follow the rules. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I am just, I'm thankful we have people like you out there who are willing to kind of put themselves on the line and take action the way that you did. Yeah, you have no idea. Um, I would say at, at least, three quarters of the people that I talk to do not agree with these masks. Right. But only 3% of them are willing to do anything. And I don't, I just don't get it. I don't understand I it. Yeah. I, we see that a lot too. Um, so it was you and, and a few other parents Did a few other parents at least join you in this lawsuit. Yeah. When I with the first lawsuit, we had eight. Okay. We, we, we could have had more, but Chad only wanted to have, the attorney only wanted to have, eight or 10 on, they didn't want to have, you know, hundreds of people in there. We could have had more, but we had eight. And then, uh, after the, the appeal, five of them dropped out because we just, you know, we ran out of money. Right. Right. So like we raised since this started, um, uh, this would probably cost about $70,000. Oh, 
in legal fees. I mean, we we raised almost all of it, uh -huh. but we did it. We had a, we had two GoFundMe's. We had a Give Send Go account, right? And um, after the first after the first rolling one, well, I think what happened was when the um when the schools made the the, the masks voluntary, mm -hmm. most people were just like, you know what, we're not going to donate anymore, it's, right? Because the donations pretty much dried up. Right. And I, Ben had actually called, I talked to him, it's been a way over a year ago. He called me one day. He sent me a message on Facebook because he had a, a lawsuit against the district up there. Yep. He was, he called me to ask me who my attorney was and all that stuff. That's how I first originally talked to him. Mm -hmm. So then we started, we became friends on Facebook and then he started a citizen's advisory. So then I, um, when we, we uh, went to appeal, that's when I called him to yep. see if there's have any ideas about raising some some funds so that's how i got involved with ben yeah. and jamie and that's what you know that's that's something i'm so glad that you did because this, this is something that touches all four corners of the state we as an organization are very big on anything that we um that we do we wanted to touch all four corners of the state we want it to affect more than just a few districts like when this ruling comes down and they say because i'm going to be optimistic here that they're going to say that this was illegal from the beginning and that they, the schools do not have authorities to put masks on our children, um, that will touch all four corners of the state. And that's huge. And so that's something yeah. that Ben is really big on. Our organization is really big on. And so that's why we're so happy we were able to help you there um, to raise some of those funds. Um, Rich, what encouragement can you give to parents who maybe just like are on the verge of wanting to take action, but just don't know how to do it? I mean, did you um, did you talk to parents and see it like, you know, Hey, are you on the same page here? Like, can we like, you know, let, let's do something about this. We can't just sit back. So can you give some, some encouragement to parents who might be like wanting to take, take action, but they just don't know really what to do. Well, there's, you know, there's lots of Facebook groups and, um, ways to get in touch with each other. I mean, I know there's parents that feel the same way because right. I've gotten many donations from people around where I live. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they just, you know, a lot of them are, some of the ones here are actually afraid of the school board. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're, they're afraid this, this, the, you know, the school is going to retaliate against their kids in school. Yeah. And, you know, I wasn't really worried about that because they're not going to do that. I, I don't believe they can do that. They wouldn't even try it. Right. But, you know, but then, you know, you just, you just have to get involved. If, they, if people don't want to get involved, then nothing's ever going to change. Exactly. You have to do something. You can't sit there. Right. I think yeah. I think if we didn't, I really think that if we didn't file this, they would be wearing masks right now. I mean, I think certainly it seems like your lawsuit sped up the reopening of the schools. Certainly yeah, it had something to do with, you know, the, the thoughts that these, you know, whoever the powers that be, uh, you know, that were giving advice to school districts, because I know that there were a couple school districts in your county, in Bucks County. I Was it Council Rock? I don't know which ones, but there were some that were pretty like common sense about the whole thing. They were like, yeah. hey, like we're going to have to like learn how to deal with this. Like we've got to like open back up again. These kids need to be in school. Like, yeah. you know, they were more common sense about it. So it's very interesting how some schools, depending on who their leadership war was, you know, we're making completely different decisions than the majority of the schools, which yeah. you and I were falling into that category. Yeah. See, we have a, um, the school board at Pensbury is, that's nine Democrats. Okay. Zero Republicans. Okay. 
Council Rock is Republican majority, like seven to two or something. Okay. And okay. Council Rock is 10 minutes from here. Yeah. <laughs> masks, masks were voluntary like a year before us. Right, right. It's a joke. It's, it's ridiculous. It's so interesting, <laughs> isn't it? How that how that works. Um, I it shouldn't matter if you're a Democrat or Republican. You yeah. have a common sense. Right. <laughs> I think that that's really what we've been, you know, we've even been talking about, too, on this podcast quite a bit is that, you know, it should not be running on party lines like these are common sense issues. And we know now that, you know, that. In retrospect, this should never happen again. We should never. Yeah enforce masking again so um let's hope the judge feels the same way <laughs> like, you know what there is there is one thing um yeah like out of all of this like i talked to the you know the my lawyer chad mm -hmm. and we still have never gotten to the point to get into a court to where to where we can explain whether masks work or not right we all know they don't mm-hmm but a court is sitting here trying to rule on something that they know doesn't even work in the first place. Right. It doesn't make sense. Absolutely. I just, I don't understand any of this, you know, You're but that's why right. I think it's all about control. That's, a, that's all it is. It is. And it, and it does take citizens, normal citizens like you and I to stand up to that, to that control. We have to, yeah. otherwise, you know, where would we be? Um, yeah. So I really appreciate your time, Rich. And I, I think the encouragement here is to really try to find some like-minded parents and not to sit back when things happen in your school district. It starts there because that really is the first line of local government. And I also say all the time, you know, our school board members, we should not be afraid of them. They are normal citizens like you and I, and they are public servants. They're elected to serve us. And so I think that's kind of a mindset switch that I had to make because I didn't ever go to school board meetings before COVID hit. And now I'm like, okay, these people are here to serve me. Like I can question them. I can ask them questions and I can challenge them um, in their decision-making too. So I think that's another encouragement for parents. Just don't yeah. be afraid to speak up. Yeah, that's the thing. I never went to a school board meeting in my life mm -hmm. until this. Mm -hmm. And usually the school board meetings here, there would be 10 people there. Yeah. Well, the last school board meeting I went to, was about a thousand people and they had they had police there and everything so that's what you have to do you got to go to the meetings yep absolutely these, these, you don't go to the meetings they, they do whatever they want and nobody knows what they're doing you're absolutely right they're not transparent about it at all and i don't know if you've ever tried to find meeting minutes or things like that on their websites like they'll they'll say we voted on xyz and then you can't find mm -hmm. xyz document you know so they yeah. they absolutely without our oversight they are doing whatever they want <laughs> so uh, they've been doing it for years too that's that's the thing <laughs> yes unfortunately and we didn't really know until yeah. we were activated right yeah so um, again rich i appreciate your time with us and um we wish you the best i hope sometime once that ruling is made, you'll come back on and maybe update us and yes, uh, definitely. yeah, let us know how it turns out. But um, if you uh, need us, anybody who's listening, you can check us out on our website at citizensadvisorypa.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter, uh, Citizens Advisory of PA. And if you're enjoying these podcasts, please like, subscribe and share. I really enjoyed our conversation today, Rich. So thanks again for joining us. Um, 